Leafstock, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. Leafs lose to the team that was worse than hockey coming into tonight. But Nola Chari got a goal. The the hero of Toronto. So everything is fine uh, in my books. Sammy. Yo. We weren't live yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many people in MS, and I feel like we always do more viewers during the live show. For those of you that still don't know, because I always get messages about it, Saturday nights, we don't go live. We post it about an hour later. We're working mm-hmm. on what that's going to look like in the future. But yeah, as of now, podcast and YouTube will be up about an hour after the game. What was the story of the game to you tonight? Ah. I don't know, man. That's a bad loss. What are you talking about? You don't know. That's a bad. That's a bad loss. That is a bad loss. Like I'm sorry. Like this is your your shot in the arm. You got the big trade. You know I don't care. Second half of back to back. That's the worst team in the league. All your guys are all revved up, and you go in there and you lay an absolute egg. You let the guy that's supposed to be you know washed up score a hat trick on you. Bad goals. Bad coverage. Ghost nights from a lot of the like. It just was not a pretty game. I'm I'm actually somewhat pissed off about that. That's just a really bad loss. Tampa loses last night to Vegas. You have a chance to, you know, go in and play the wor- one of the worst teams in the league and get two points, and they just don't do it. They have a classic watch. They, they had a classic PP watch, PP uh, whack game where they just lay an egg. Game. <laughs> they did, man. They were it was awful. Like I know, like you know, it's there's 82 games and you lay eggs and that happens, but like. The day after you get two new guys in the lineup and you're all juiced up and you go into the worst team in the league and play like that, it's not really acceptable to me. That's a bad loss, man. I, I'm not as hot about it. Um, yeah, it's a bad loss. I agree. You want to beat the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't really think that's a hot take. I will say that, not to make excuses for them, but a travel day, the goaltender coming off of an illness. Uh, yeah, the energy that you had at home playing after that trade, bit of a letdown spot. I think I texted you before the game that – uh, Stauber was the name of a goalie that was just bound to shut the Leafs down. But yeah, they, that's not how they lost it. I, I thought the most obvious, um, let's say, deficiency tonight was just Chicago had so much space in the offensive zone. It felt like they, yeah, they just had a lot of time and space tonight. Even if you look at those Patrick Kane goals, like the one is a bad Matthews turnover and Morgan Riley sort of gets walked. Another is the defenseman hall, I think falls asleep a little bit and Kane's able to tuck one Samsonov, I think bears a lot of blame on that one too, not having his post. So yeah, sleepy night from the leaps, but Kane is the story. We were on here a couple of days ago and I said, this guy can't move the same way. He's completely washed. He's definitely not the same guy for the Leafs. And now a couple of days later, it feels like we're ready to to reignite the debate. The the Hall Felino debate has resurged into Patty Kane versus Ryan O'Reilly. Who what was O'Reilly tonight? I think he was dash two. Which yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he had a great night at the office. I, I don't know. Like I was pretty clear a couple East talks ago saying that you know maybe Patrick Kane with a little motivation. There's a chance that this turns out well. You know, like there's a chance when he's got a light a fire lit underneath him that he might still be a pretty elite hockey player, that there might be a chance that he's pretty good. And you go into a game against a team that clearly chose other guys over you, a team that was reported by multiple sources that the Leafs, Leafs would have been on his list for him to wave to go to. And he comes out and he scores a hat trick and he's flying all over the ice. He could have had five goals tonight. He was absolutely buzzing. He was by far their best player. Obviously, he scores a hat trick. So, listen, I think it's a fair question to ask. I think it's a fair like debate to have. We're doing game to game here. 
on a night where the big centerpiece of your massive trade you made at the deadline wasn't very good. Like, I think he had some moments where, you know, he's noticeable. He makes some good passes. He's good along the, the boards. He's obviously a beast in the cycle, but it's a pretty big flashpoint moment when the guy that a lot of Leaf fans thought they should trade for scores a hat trick and the guy that they did trade for was not very good. There's going to be some questions asked. Bro, you're so fired up about this game. Uh, I am. I, I'm not. I'm not there. I stand by just, I feel like, again, I'm, I'm just recycling my Nick Foligno versus Hall takes to me. Ryan O'Reilly's the kind of guy that Toronto needs mm-hmm. and the versatility of the player to be up and down your lineup. The guy who, yeah, Patrick, like Patty Kane's a winner too. That's another rings in the room guy. Mm-hmm. But from everything that I've been hearing about Ryan O'Reilly, the type of leader that he is, the type of character that he is, not to mention the fact that I think that you get a, you get him welcome in Toronto, you get him settled in Toronto. There's probably a much likelier scenario where you re-sign him on a deal. Achari again, a nice piece that I think we've kind of swept over. I'm not really sure what the Chicago part of that looks like. Maybe it is Lafferty, and we're kind of looking at that as a wash. But to me, this team needed another guy who could play down the middle, middle, win big draws, uh, a guy who, yeah does the things that you're talking about and hey you know we can roll the cane goals here and then play some of the ryan o'reilly stuff it, mm. it's again it's it's what do you think the leafs needed and and i just think so, i stand by thinking that ryan o'reilly while potentially not as good of a player as patty best right now today obviously kane's had the better career he's just going to bring you he's going to bring you more come playoff time than i think patty kane would have brought this roster that's fair i think that's a fair take and listen i'm not you know we're doing a post-game show here after a game where you yeah. know I'm I'm breaking down the game. Yeah. I thought Patty Kane was excellent. I'm not like making the determination on the trade right here on whatever February 19th, but like no, but you I wanted just, Kane, and I think I do want Kane. Some I wanted other Kane. People wanted Kane too. Well, and listen, I thought you know there's a lot of people saying that Kane's pretty hurt, Kane's pretty washed, and all his metrics are pretty awful and everything that goes into it. But I think my take was always that if you light a fire under this guy's ass. You know, he might still be pretty good at hockey and he looked awesome tonight and it was clear motivation. So I don't need to go back over that, but like, that's a nice shot by him there. I mean, the one goal that you, the second goal was just a breakdown from everybody involved. Matthews turnover, Morgan Riley, bad play, Samsonov way out towards the hash marks, left the five hole wide open. I wasn't going to, I'm not going to give him a ton of credit on that one. Like, look at like, that's just, that's a beer league goal right there. Not pretty on that one. But I listen, I think that they're clear needs for the Leafs you're nailed it was what Ryan O'Reilly brings and I think we're also kind of glossing over that Achari tonight again elevated the Leafs fourth line to where they were on the ice with 230 left in the game I thought that they were one of the the lines that Sheldon Keefe obviously trusted the most and how many times would you say that about the Leafs fourth line Noel Achari was great tonight he obviously got the goal there to make it 3-2 I thought he was an awesome he was awesome again in front of the net taking the cross checks I just, I thought he had a really good night tonight. Yeah, sorry, I was on the wrong mic to start the show. Um, oh, yeah, Charlie okay. was good. I actually kind of liked a lot from Ryan O'Reilly tonight, despite being the dash two or maybe the dash three when this thing ended. I'm not really sure exactly whether he was on there for um, the one of the empty netters. But yeah, I just, I, I, you could see all the stuff that is going to make him a primetime postseason player. Where, you know, sis, you can roll that pack of Ryan O'Reilly um, the, f- the first one that sticks out to me is I meant before, but the guy's got elite hand-eye coordination. And if you look at that first 
attempt that goal that he has tonight where the puck's up in the air and it wouldn't have counted because I think he would have batted it with a high mm-hmm. stick. But yeah, sis, you got that pack? Roll it. Uh, yeah, he was dash two, and yeah, he had a so he, and he had two two penalty minutes too when he made that trip where the guy toe picked and he got called for the penalty. But yeah, I uh, yeah he listen look at God he looks good in the jersey though again. This play right <laughs> here though, no he does he looks great in the jersey. I just like this because look first he taps that puck and then he knows exactly where it is and he gets his blade on it again. Let's put the hook in there the actual curve. But yeah, and then the rest of the pack that, yeah, I wanted next play where he just kind of jumps into the rush and he, and he just about bangs one home off of a turnover. I just think like what you see there is the hand-eye coordination, a guy who's just going to make smart plays. I thought, he, again, he was hard on pucks all night long. He's a guy that just dominated along the boards. And I'm not trying to take away from Patty Kane, but this is the way that this goes. Like when we're going to do this comparison, we're going to do Hall versus Felino 2.0. The goals that Patty Kane scored, it's like, Lilligren's sagging off of him, giving him basically a wide open look at the net. Mm. What does he do? Crafty goal scorer, sees his opportunity, picks a corner by shooting through his legs. Goal number two, it's horrific turnovers and he's got time and space. And guess what? Patty Kane, time and space in front of the net like that, he's probably going to finish it. And then the third one, again, it's a cheeky goal. It's a nice goal, but I'm, I'm not changing my stance on Kane. Like he had a game tonight where he was awesome. If he turns out to be a Boston Bruin, which now it feels like a lock to be. Yeah. He's going to be I'm, a Bruin. And well, Listen, you, I like, I think for all Leaf fans sakes, you're praying that he just does the Kyle Lowry. You're just praying that he just like, everyone thinks he's going to get traded and he just stays oh, in Chicago and he's there. And it's like, they're all like, why do we trade him? And he just plays out his sort of plays it out as a Blackhawk and then signs somewhere maybe in the off season because if there's a way, like I know Tampa's cash strapped, but they don't have a they don't have a salary cap down there. They can, you know, they 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 play by different rules in Tampa somehow. Um, they figure out a way to get him on the team, or Boston finds a way to get him on the team. I have real fear of that. Like I can just I can just picture how this is gonna go, and I can picture how it's gonna go for Leaf fans. So for all of our sake out there, every Leaf fan. Just pray he rides it out and stays in the Blackhawks up until the deadline. Because if he goes to an Eastern Conference team that has to play the Leafs, I can guarantee there's four goals going in the net in the seven-game series. I promise you that. I, he's not, I don't think he's going to Tampa. Uh, so rule that out. Um, okay. If he does end up somewhere, it's going to likely be Boston. And I'll worry about that series uh, when the <laughs> yeah. Leafs are out of the first I would, round. I would absolutely kill to have that worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's a rich man's problem right now. Oh, yeah. Right now. The problem ahead is, is not that to me that yeah. the only annoying thing about Kane having this night mm-hmm. is uh, Lee fans just don't even get 48 hours to just enjoy the Ryan O'Reilly trade <laughs> and soak it in. This is just so classic. This is so classic. Leafs trade for two guys. The city's uh... a buzz. Everybody's excited. <laughs> You know, uh, I'm talking to just a ton of people about the Leafs and what they're getting in this guy. And they play Chicago tonight. Kane lights them up. And we're going to spend the rest of the season (laughs) discussing whether or not they traded for the right guy. Just absolutely painful. (laughs) Well, listen, that's what's so fun about trade season is the uh, this sort of who you pick and the where the other guys goes and kind of measuring them against each other. That's what's great about being a sports fan. This is one of the yeah. best kind of debates that you can have. Like Felino and Hall, yeah. that will go down in history for the next 
15 years. I got boys who still hammer me about that one. That one goes down in history, right? So this is what's great about it. And listen, I think, I don't think, I'll go on record and say, I don't think that Ryan O'Reilly is Nick Foligno. I think he's a little better than Nick Foligno. I think think it would be a pretty massive disaster for Ryan O'Reilly to be similar to Nick Foligno in this situation to me. But yeah, like the parallels are incredibly yeah. scary. There, <laughs> like, there are there are a lot of yeah, except yeah, for really Taylor Hall is way the, younger, well, way younger. Well, not only and that, like, Taylor Hall yeah. literally murdered every franchise. Yeah, he's touched. the opposite of a winner. Patty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kane's probably pissed off about this comparison. Yeah, like at least we know was a captain and yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah, tough yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I like again. I just thought it was funny. I I loved it, and I will say this to me. I, I hope, hey, may this come back and bite me in the ass. I'm also the guy that said there was no way the Raptors were going to have a trade package for Kawhi Leonard when the Lakers were rumoring what they were mm. offering. I yeah. didn't realize no other team would come in with an offer. Uh, got some wild trade proposals for Patty Kane oh, tonight no. for Leaf fans. One guy to oh, me that the Leafs. Me, yeah, one guy. Oh, it's so, dead. There's just no chance. Yeah, of course, but of course, there's all, but I had all these people in the mentions going, uh, they can't trade for me more. Trade deadline's <laughs> over. Trade deadline's passed. And oh, then I God, got all love you. Buddy, uh, now I got all the people, James Myrtle, on with me tomorrow. Oh, he, yeah. Everybody, the word double retention. This trade taught everybody the word double retention. Oh, yeah. And now every Leaf fan on Twitter is talking about double retention. And I got a Ty Voigt centerpiece in high. Wow. Yeah. So- in my, like Are, Ty Voigt, the centerpiece of the Patty Kane trade. I got some Kerfoot and whatever prospect they want. I'm like, whatever prospect they want, what prospect? They, like, there's one prospect in this organization, and they don't want to trade them. That's why they made the deal they just did. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that. Patty Kane's not going to be elite. So, yeah. uh, are they are they going to trade their 2033 first round yeah, pick to get him? Like, yeah. they get? Chicago <laughs> wants Topi Roni and the. Yeah pick in 2028 uh that's just gonna get this thing done for petty king yeah he's gonna be kind of curious to see what his price is though because that will be something that hindsight you will be able to compare with the leafs and ryan o'reilly and kane if they end up kind of being uh net kind of equals yes i i i think you know who's really loving this is kyle davidson he's got five goals in his last two games or whatever yeah. it's like oh my god ka-ching this is perfect timing but i mean listen it's probably, not, it's, it's probably not a coincidence. Patty mm-hmm. Kane probably wants to get traded. He knows what the conversation around him is. He knows that two of the teams he wanted to go to passed on him. So now he wants to prove that he's still good. I don't think it's a coincidence that he's getting hot two weeks before the trade deadline. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. I'm really hoping it's in the Western Conference. Uh, uh, yeah, please. again, please, I, Western I, like, Conference. I like to Chari tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh Mentioning that you didn't really love Samsonov, I gotta say, again, it's it's a hard one for me because he's coming off the sickness. Because he's your whatever. son. Yes, I know. Well, no, but he he looked <laughs> jumpy. He looked jumpy tonight. Like yeah. it just looked like, it looked like he wasn't. Yeah, he he was swimming a little bit tonight. It felt like he was, not really seeing it. I mean, I think there's a pretty good after seeing. I mean, it's easy to play result to this. But after seeing the way he kind of looked from the drop of the puck tonight, you maybe could have given him another night off, gone back yeah. to Wall, gone to Shalgren. Like, yeah. you know, he just didn't look sharp from the drop of the puck. And, man, he's probably pretty sick. If he's missing multiple games when he's at his hottest, I'm sure he was really sick. He didn't want to miss time. He probably yeah. fought his way back into the net tonight to play. But, listen, I I think it's 
pretty obvious. Like, you know, you watch goalies long enough and you kind of get them on your team and you kind of understand their in the, their ins and outs and the intricacies about their games. You can kind of tell with Samsonov pretty early. Like when yeah. he's, the way he's moving the pads and he's pretty squirrely and he's kind of moving around really quickly. When he's like on, he's quiet, set, quick movement side to side, but the pads get going a lot. He can just be a little bit squirrely and it wasn't a great night for him tonight, but he's probably sick. Like he just fought his way back into the game. So I would have liked to see them maybe give him another night off, kind of get back to full health and go against uh, Sabres on Tuesday night. But yeah, yeah. squirrely is the right word though. And yes. I, and here's why I don't mind it. You're thinking even if he's not at a hundred percent that he's going to be fine. Like it's not yeah. like he's, he's playing through an injury. He's playing through something he's going to get yeah, over. Yeah. And I could see the mindset being, Hey, let's let him have a warm up game before they play Buffalo in a contest that you would hope is going to end up being a little bit more competitive than this one. You know, they're playing for their playoff lives. There's always been a little bit of juice between those franchises. I'm guessing that a lot of those Sabres players are looking at the Leafs as a measuring stick game and a big one for them. So yeah, try to give them a little bit of a tune up game. Um, I thought, Oh, I was, what do you, I was going to go Morgan Riley. Um, I thought it was a vintage Riley night in the fact that he set up two, two, two goals beautifully yep. and had a front row seat for two goals going into the back of his net. Like he just, so you could have, you could have written that. Like, <laughs> I feel like you hacked my phone. Yeah. I just, it's like that pass he made on for Tavares on the power play. Like, I just love how quick he made the decision because that's what we kill him for all the time is not is dusting it off at the top. And he just snapped it right away. Tavares tips it home, which is a great goal. And then the play he made for Marner, that, that he loves that play. Gorgeous. I remember yeah. back in the day he did it with an, I think it was with Jake Gardner. He did it back in the day. This is crazy that I remember this, but like he did one off the end boards. I want to say against like the Red Wings. I can't believe that I remember this. Uh, that's, I can't that's, remember my, e- I can't remember my email password, but I remember that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love that play he made. And then Marner with the elite cut to the backhand. It was beautiful. So yeah. And then he's, fire poking on Kane on the one goal that goes in and he gets bodied on one of the other ones. So yep. just a vintage Riley night. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that the pretty, I, you said everything. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing else to really <laughs> add to that. Other than this, I think that Marner probably doesn't get enough credit for how good he is on that play. Oh, it's a sick play. Like his, his ability to just cradle it, take it and then just magnet to the stick and then make a beautiful play on a split second one. I know that's a set piece, and I'm not trying to take credit away from Riley for God's sakes. I really was trying to like, you did a good job of outlining what he does well, <laughs> but I think the harder part of that play is pretty obviously Marner's part of the play. And I thought looking at it, a lot of people were like Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley, Morgan Riley. Um, last well, thing like, for me, I can't, I cannot, you know, there's no way to explain how hard it is to take a puck off the board at full speed. Funny. Look at how he gets his legs wide that's, there. Simmer was talking about I mean. that. It was a gorgeous goal. All it's around, really, just it's love really, it. really pretty. It's really, yeah. really pretty stuff, and and that's what te- that's what team chemistry is too, right? Like that's two mm-hmm. guys who've played together for a really long time. Yeah. And Morgan Riley makes that play knowing that's Mitch Marner and he can finish it like that. Yeah. Um, last one for me is oh my god, that Chicago power play is holy hell bad. <laughs> like holy crap, it's so bad. How they got <laughs> they just were awful, like truly, truly awful. But. It was noted in the broadcast that the Leafs are now up to 12th in the penalty kill. And I think if you're going to trade for Achari and for Ryan O'Reilly, that should be top 10 come year's end. There's enough time here where yep. that, that unit, I'm, I'm going to judge it as part of the trade. They, they've got to become a better penalty kill unit getting those two guys. Obviously, that's the goal, but I didn't really hear that in any of the discussions around those guys. It was a special Great teams. point. 
And yeah, I just wanted to mention it. Achari made an awesome play. I don't know who it was on in their team, yeah. but it was like up near the blue line. And he just grown man strength, pushed the guy off the puck, dug it out and got it down the ice. You can tell that, listen, penalty killing, a lot of it is effort. Effort and willingness to just, you know, be pushing yourself for 35 seconds out there, trying to trying your hardest is what it is. And Achari obviously has that sort of motor in him where he's able to do it. And then a lot of it has his, his uh, hand-eye. And Ryan O'Reilly, like you pointed out a couple times tonight, his hand-eye is elite. And then yeah, you need really that. Is. You need to get that, you know, when you're those saucer passes across the zone, knocking them out of midair, getting the sticks and lanes and stuff. So I like that point from you. I, listen, how many times have we talked about this when the Leafs are in the playoffs? And, you know, you can talk about the top guys not scoring. We can talk about the goaltending. We can talk about whatever you want. But if you look back at the last five or six playoff series that they've lost in the first round, special teams have been a massive issues both ways. Their power play has killed them. Their penalty kill has killed them. Like that's been a huge issue. So I think it's a really good point by you that they want their power, uh, their penalty kill to be elite. And then they just got to figure out the power play because I still don't love it. I don't I, Again, I, I don't know what change is coming. Maybe they end up now that Ryan O'Reilly's there, but it's like, what are you doing? You're swapping him in for who? It's yeah. it's just, it's tough to out-talent that five. And that's why it's crazy yeah. that you have to tinker with it at but all. I think that I think the talent thing is a part of the reason it struggles because yeah. to me, there's always been this lack of urgency with them where they're just like, we're so sick. This puck's going to end up in the net at some point. Like they're not... You know, there's not one guy out there that's digging the puck out. That's it, it just seems like it's a five-man unit of all. Un, it is. It doesn't seem like that. It's five unbelievable hockey players. It's $50 million worth of hockey players on the ice in that top unit. And it just doesn't seem like there's ever any urgency. So maybe if you get O'Reilly in there digging pucks out on the top unit. Have they had a practice yet? Like, I think they'll probably, maybe they'll be off tomorrow. So they might not even get a full practice until after the, after the Sabres game. Yeah. So... We'll see, but they need a practice to kind of get a power play going. I'd like to see O'Reilly on the top unit. I don't know who you take off. Maybe you go back to five four. Maybe you go back to five forwards. I don't know. We'll see what they do. But um, yeah, special teams is huge, and I love that point by you. Uh, okay, that's it for me. Um, I can say just plug for tomorrow on um, oh. my podcast. I've got James Myrtle and I've got Cam Jansen, who, uh, yeah, does a couple of blues podcasts former NHLer who so, knows Ryan O'Reilly's game pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying? Just how Matt, did, he was the guy that barbecued yeah. uh, Caverle, right? Yeah. With the flying elbow. That was him, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, that was him. So do, it's like I every time I, every to, time I text him when I come up to come on a show with like Kipper and Bourne or whatever over the years that I've been producing, I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, yeah, it's just, it's <laughs> the, one of the maddest I've ever been as a yeah. hockey fan. <laughs> Super bad line. People don't forget. <laughs> you know, like just, great guy, uh, though. Yeah, great, guy, great guy. And yeah, really had a lot of insight just in terms of texting with him about Ryan O'Reilly. So I'm excited yeah. to have that one on the podcast. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then what do you got? Nothing. All right. Just tune in to Kipper and Born for it. <laughs> <Nah. laughs> uh, subscribe to this podcast. Leave five stars. Share it when you see the promotion tweets come out on Twitter. If you see it, we really appreciate it when you do. Whatever, like it, comment. Give the thumbs up on the YouTube page. Leave a comment if you will. And again, I, I swear we're gonna start getting into uh, we're gonna start getting into the the comments. I yeah, sis messing up my packs today so, though. I don't know how to trust so, you, sis. Like sorry about and by and I'm sorry about being so mad off the top. I was genuinely pissed. I've cooled down a little bit now, but that's a bad loss.
That's yeah, it. I just want the final. I want the final funny. word to be that was a bad loss. I was pissed. You're allowed off. to be pissed about. I know. Losing it's just Chicago bad. Blackhawks. It's just bad. Not pretty. Like, yeah, you're allowed. You're allowed. Thank you. All right. Good. Uh, for JD Bunkus, for Sam McKee, thanks to David Sis and Armin. Uh, we'll catch you on Tuesday. Fun one against the Sabers.